Thank you for joining For Our Special Kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host, Jennifer Lansing. Let's get started. I just love it when things come together. So I connected with Kristen O'Meara a couple of weeks ago just to catch up and have a chat. And I got this nudge to hit the recording button. Well, yes, that is my intuition telling me, hey, there's something coming up in this conversation. You're going to want to capture it. So I followed the nudge and started recording. I'm so happy that I did because This episode is one little snippet of our two-hour conversation. Yes, thank you, Kristen, for spending so much time with me. But to set the stage a little bit, I was actually reading the book called Forever Boy by Kate Swenson. Um, I interviewed her, and her interview will will post after Valentine's Day. But the book is about Kate's journey uh, regarding her son's diagnosis of autism through her grief and finally into the journey into joy. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. And if you want to pick it up and read it before the interview launches, or that would be great. However, when I was talking with Kristen, the book came up because her 16-year-old son, Austin, has autism, and I was curious about her experiences. So in this short clip, Kristen talks about the one-sided conversations that she has with Austin. Uh, He has an intense passion for Pokemon. Well, that was a few years ago, but currently his intense passion is about Transformers and how everything that he wants to talk with her about focuses on Transformers, Transformer movie, Transformer voiceovers, Transformer this, Transformer that. And the key here for me in our conversation was that she found a way to be of service to her child, to get away from just focusing on her needs and how she was able to turn conversations about Transformers into a spiritual practice. What she shared is powerful and meaningful for all of us on this journey. How do we take our everyday and make it more connected? How can we take the perceived mundane and make it magical? How can we make moments into memories? I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think. I'm reading a book called Forever Boy for this interview that I'm doing, and Ooh. it's her story of transitioning through no one can diagnose my child. He doesn't make a connection. It's opening my eyes to how hard it is to have a child with autism and the extreme continuum of it, of you can have a little autism and you get a lot of autism. I mean, I know that's weird, mm-hmm. but, and, you know, even Joelle Dunlap, that interview that I did, yes, she said autism is a is a journey of loneliness. Yes. Yes. Like, whew. how were the early years for you in Austin? No, there was no eye contact mm-hmm. really up until I would say just a few years ago. And now it's pretty much a regular thing, although it's not a lot, but it's more regular. Mm-hmm. And are you okay talking about it? Oh yeah. Okay. So let me, let me look back. Cause he's 16 now. I'm trying to think. I know. I would say what it was like. It was like having someone you love more than anyone in your life 
who all you wanted to do was connect with that person. And that person was unable or not interested, or that wasn't the purpose of, of Austin at that time. And it wasn't a rejection, although I think people can get really activated with their old conditioning and wounding where they feel that's a constant rejection. And I got activated in quite a few ways, but I, I feel like it was having someone in my life that I loved more than anyone. And I, and I, I, there wasn't um, that relational connection. Like we were talking about that feedback that was coming, you know, back and forth. And I would say it's still lonely. Mm -hmm. It's less lonely because back then he wasn't able to talk. There was no eye contact and he wanted nothing more to be alone and to play. Although I got him out of that by chasing him around, tickling him, uh, tickling him, wrestling with him. We would go on a lot of outings. So there was that, but it felt like he wasn't present in that relational way. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that loss and that loneliness that was constant and you couldn't get away from it. So I think that's why a lot of parents are in such prolonged grief and can't break out of it because it's a, it doesn't go away for a lot of parents. So especially for the parents who have children who still aren't giving eye contact or able to talk. Mm-hmm. So now it feels somewhat the same. It, it's it's very different, but there's some elements that are the same because he is only interested in talking about what he likes to talk about. And I've had to really, again, with the spiritual, the spirituality, the channeling, I have such a different perspective of who he is and my part in this relationship that when I sit down and hang out with him and he wants to hang out with me, he's like, come and hang out with me. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, so I'll sit down and it's an hour of talking about transformers. Right. And the transformer movies and all of the voice actors and looking at video clips of transformers. So then there's another practice, which is I am with my child And he is relating to me in the way that he wants to, in the way he can. And I'm going to have this be a sacred moment. Right. And it is hard when you have no interest in Transformers and there's not a two-way conversation. And he didn't say, how was your trip to Arthur Finley? Hell no. There's no, Mm -mm. but he has in the last year when I've say I've gotten sick or something happened, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you're asking me a question. Right. So I've had a few of those and it's just been like my world is the, you know, the skies are opening up and I feel this thing that I've been wanting for so long. But again, it's surrendering to the the relationship that is not about me getting my needs met. It's really, I feel almost like I'm being of service to him. It's a spiritual practice in allowing this person as hard as it is to be who he is and to allow myself to have the feelings I'm going to have. But knowing that whatever this mystery is, is meaningful, it has purpose and applying it in the best way I can. And it always comes back to spirituality and sacredness. 
his spirit is a big one, like mine and like yours and like Teal's. And what a gift for me to come to a place where I feel like I'm being of service to him in a spiritual way. And I'm being of service to myself in a spiritual way by being able to see these these moments of, of being sacred. And it took me years to, I mean, I, there was so much resentment and anger and feeling like I was being held hostage by talking about Pokemon, Jen, for years. Yeah. And a, a one-sided conversation with someone you love the most is hard. Mm-hmm. And when it's all about Pokemon, it, it's hard to not be angry about that. And explode. I just, but I, just, yeah, but then you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. You have to make it fun. So we would, I would create games to play with the Pokemon cards. Like we would have battle Pokemon hour. Right. And I would have to just go, man, I'm surrendering to this Michael Bay Transformer movie. This is something I would never want to look at. And I'm going to just find whatever I can find. And we laugh. And now I'm like, I'm not excited about Transformers, but I'm trying to connect. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm I'm taking a long time to get to this point, but I'm trying to connect with the part of it that, because he loves it. Mm-hmm. So I want to meet him where, where that is. Humor, I would say, has to be, for me, the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So we laugh a lot. And he does the voice, the voices really well. There are some that are really funny. So I'm like, Austin, do that voice again because it makes me laugh so much. Right. And it's this voice from one of the 80s Transformer animation, which I never watched. No. And one of the characters does this really weird thing that he goes, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, and he does it perfectly. And, And he loves the fact that I'm interested in it. As you were talking, I had this really intense feeling in my throat. Which is, I don't know where that came from, but I almost started crying. Like it was, oh. it was almost like this needed to be voiced. Like yeah. this, this needs to be voiced. It's ultimate parent. Yeah. You get to be the ultimate parent. When you were talking about, you know, you just go and you sit and you talk about Pokemon for an hour or Transformers for an hour or two. Or off and, and on all day. And it is the ultimate parent. It is you saying, I brought you into this world and it's not about me anymore. It's you are just, I mean, like you are being the absolute ultimate parent. You know, I'm sitting here in my head saying, well, could you ask him like what crystal he would choose to protect that transformer? And I'm like, well, that's getting back into me and my my needs and what I want to talk about. And you know what? I've done that. And he's like, mommy, you're interrupting me. I need Ultimate to talk about parent. I need to talk about every single way this transformer has been killed in all the Michael Bay movies. And I need to talk about all, you know, and I so I do interject and try to try to have more of a one-to-one. I've been doing that for years. And now some and I get it with humor. So that's how I get in. Okay. I make jokes that are appropriate and that make him laugh. But I mean, I tried that, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because that's, but I'm, I'm like in that selfish stage, right? Like, and I don't have a child well, with that, autism. That's, so- a human, that's a human way of relating and having a conversation. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like, can you imagine a friend that like, you know, I don't care that you're here. You're just an object to me. And I'm going to talk about butterflies yeah. for an hour. Right. Well, and, and I mean, I will say there are some conversations that you have with it. You're like, I don't know what <laughs> You, but you do feel when you're with someone with autism who has such definitive or specific interests, 
you do feel like an object. Yeah. And that has to be really hard. And that's maybe what the loneliness is about. And then I have to go, no, it's more than that. It has to be more than that. So I go into how can I make this sacred? Yeah. He wanted you to come in and sit that's with right. him. He didn't need you to come in and sit with him. That's right. He want, And he used those words. I want you to come in and talk with and sit And it's with always me. like, mommy, are we going to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, what do you want to do? I got to show you this transformer thing, or we're going to watch this video clip. And sometimes I have to take a deep breath because I feel like, oh God. But once I sit down and realize that it always, I always go back to that time, many, many years of him not even being able to talk. It's like, how can I possibly be upset with this? He's asking me with his words to come and hang out. Like, first of all, that in and of itself is huge. I mean, he can talk about anything he wants, right? I have to respect and honor that. And I need to find the sacredness in the moment. Or I will go insane. <laughs> yeah. Like any parent would. I mean, I think it's a huge outlet for, for somebody who is, is in this situation. I mean, I, I know we didn't plan on recording anything, but I want to use that because yes. like, what you just talked about was powerful for people. Oh, absolutely. Powerful for a parent that's in the middle of this saying, how do I get through another hour of transformers or butterflies? Oh, how do I do it? Good on you. Thank you. I feel like I earned a little a little badge, just like you. Yeah, no. That's the thing. Like, you know, I know, Jen, you probably do this too. It's like, I don't pat myself on the back enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not about like, I'm not getting back to like, oh, this is all about me. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. And parenting isn't easy anyway. Mm-hmm. But wow, in our parent tribe, man, we, we really have to pat ourselves on the back. And that's how we started that conversation about there's a little bit of that need in everyone. Every parent needs a pat on the back. Every If you are listening right now and and you're a caregiver or a mom to a caregiver yeah. or a dad to a caregiver or a mom to a grandma, you need to as often as possible tell them how good they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we it's all so need true. to hear it. It's so true. And as parents or as mothers or like, I think it's a natural expectation, although I don't like that word to be seen and to be um, recognized in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? To have uh, some sort of exchange. And I think that's why parents who have teenagers, it's like, Hey, let's have dinner at the table. You know, I'm here. Mm -hmm. We're a family. Like, don't just go to your room. And it's really that it just goes back to, we need healthy recognition, healthy recognition. I like that. So, you know, what's so funny, two of the most well-known voice actors, because he's really into, he knows all the voice actors of the Transformers. So the two that are the most well-known, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, yeah, who do Optimus Prime and I don't know what the other one, Megatron. <laughs> they're And they're going to be in Las Vegas in March. So Steven's going to take him to Las Vegas to meet his, his uh, heroes. Oh. So he's getting a special VIP ticket and he gets to like see them and talk to them. And and I said, Austin, are you excited? He's like, I'm so nervous. I'm not ready. And I said, well, it's not tomorrow. He's like, I know. I just, I'm not ready. And I said, well, how do you think you'll react? He's like, "I, I don't know. And I said, nervousness can be excitement too. You can be both. And he's like, I can't talk about it. 
Yeah, she's so excited. Would he be? Would would it, would it work for him to like put some questions on a little index cards just in case he gets like a chance to talk to him? Oh, that's a great like, idea. I'll give it to Stephen. Like three, maybe three would be really good. Yeah, I have three questions for you. Yeah, because he he could probably lose his shit. He could probably start crying for all I know. Right, <laughs> and then you guys could practice it. Like, okay, yeah, let's see you get it, and then heck, you'll manifest it, and then he'll get to have this conversation with his hero. I love it. And you get to manifest it and he'll get to play it out and he'll get, you know, (gasps) (laughs) thank you. That is such a good idea. It's fun. though. And it'll help ground him to know that he'll get through this excitement and nervousness. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love our conversation. I told Steven, he's like, where am I, where are we going? Las Vegas. (laughs) Who are they? (laughs) You're like, these two people are in their eighties. You have to go now. You cannot wait. (laughs) To be their last event. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. I love you. Thanks oh, for, I love you too. Thanks for chatting with me. I'm so proud of you. I, I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. Like it's really oh, you too. amazing. It's just cool. I'm so glad we crossed paths. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do, please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is for our special kids. And finally, Remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself and others. Until next time.